Hello and welcome to the Coaching Roundtable podcast. My name is Daniel Ferugia and I am here with my two excellent co-hosts, Isabel Ross. Hello, everybody. And Ashley Drew. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week. Another week. Not and, another and it's, round. And it's a, it's a much better week for me. I'm, actually, I'm having cancer treatment this afternoon after this episode, but I'm actually feeling better, which is just awesome. Awesome. Excellent. So, so yeah, that's good to hear. So today's episode, there's, there's a fair bit to cover. And um, there's actually been things happening in the world of running, but I think we – and today's topic is all about strength training for runners, which I can't wait to get into. But we might just go um, and see how check in on everybody and see how everyone's going with their running. And um, – We'll just launch into it. What do you reckon, guys? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Where should we should we start with you, Isabel, and see how your three um, K time trial training is going and your life in lockdown? <laughs> life in lockdown is the ultimate in boring. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So um, yeah. So that's that. But um, I am. You know, I did eight hundreds again, and my first one was a bit average today. But after that, my other three today were probably were more consistent and getting a little bit faster, sort of as in maintaining the faster for longer. Um, and, yeah, and I'm feeling good. And sort of I noticed on um, Saturday I went for an easy run but and my sort of my cruising pace felt easier, <clears throat> if you know what I mean. That's like, um, Yeah, like my easy pace sort of I felt like I could cruise at an easier pace but I wasn't putting out more effort to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, I'm already starting to feel the benefits. And I think it's – I mean, obviously you don't get the physiological benefits that quickly, but there is also an element of um, psychological benefits of, oh, I know what it feels like to run harder, so in reality this isn't hard, so therefore it feels easier. And that yes. um, that feeling begets uh, faster cruising pace as well. It, it's, it's a combination together, I reckon. They work together to improve performance. I agree. Total, I totally I fi- agree. Yeah. Mm. I find – I think it's really funny when I've been doing some – like a speed session of some, any kind, and then when I mm. finish the speed session and I go to do my cool down and I look down at my watch yes. and I'm like really fast and I've got to actually yes. consciously slow down because everything is just like, oh, let's go, you know. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I've, I definitely find my – um cooldowns are way quicker even though for my cooldown I have to go uphill to get home it's quicker Mm -hmm. than my downhill warm-up so (laughs) I don't understand that but you know whatever I'll take it and yet I don't feel like I'm working hard yeah that's it's like a forced perspective like you have Mm. to really look at it there oh that's yeah it kind kind of resets everything I don't know if you guys I'm sure you guys have now done long runs on uh, treadmills but it's that same sort of feeling when you've mm. done like 20 k's on a treadmill, and you step off the treadmill, and you, your whole world feels completely wrong. Horrible. As yeah. you try yeah. to move around for about 20 minutes, like you're just going, "Hang on." The it's world's it's not like when you were a like, kid and you spent two hours on the trampoline, and then you get off yes. and you can't walk. Yeah. Because yes. your legs like this it is that this sort is of wrong. feeling. Yeah. It's, it's exactly cool. that feeling. I was gonna say it's like if you've been on a boat. For a couple of hours. Yes. Yes. Same. Your, your, yep. your sea legs. <laughs> yeah. I've I've spent weeks yep. at a time on boats, and yes, yeah. when you step off, everything is totally wrong for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so you sound good though, Isabel, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm the sun's shining. Mind you, I can't really go into it, but you know, I'm trying to. Yesterday was not such a good day. I felt I was pretty down yesterday, but you know, you've got to put yesterday behind you. And um, and and it's funny because doing the speed work does put me in a better mood. Working hard. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, releases more serotonin, I guess, and and um. That's the right word, isn't it? And um, yeah, yeah. I'm always getting muddled. Um, and um, and I just feel better because of that. Yeah, that's really it, it releases it releases more and faster. Yeah. A yeah. lot faster and a, yeah. and a bigger load of it. So yeah. yes, you you get that runner's I, high a lot quicker, but you get corresponding right. breakdown with it quicker too. But you're also <laughs> well, I'm limiting myself. I'm not going crazy. Like I yeah. only do four times 800s, firstly because I don't have, you know, a bajillion hours to work with and I want to do a thorough warm-up and a thorough cool-down. But even then, even if I had more time, I probably wouldn't do more simply because I don't want to injure myself. And and right. seeing, you know, I am not no longer 21, I've got to uh, pay respects to, you know, an older body and that has run for a while that you need to be a little bit more careful Yes. It's like you've got to make those four reps that you are doing, make them mm. really count, you know, like yes, make them that's exactly of, right. of, of, a, of a better quality. Um, and to be honest, what, that that's true for everyone, no matter your age or length of time running. Really, quality trumps, you know, quantity every time. Like it, they do say, you know, your training should be getting away with the least amount of training that has the most effect. Because yeah. for anyone, overtraining is a waste. Yep. Uh, look, I think I think that that statement's true for everything. Um, yes. Including, yeah. you know, like that was yeah, one of the things true. working as well is you try to yeah. do, you know, if, if you don't set limits, you actually think that you have forever to get something done. And yeah. so you take forever to do it. It's, it's kind yeah. of the thing that, that makes people go and run 100 miles. Well, the fact is, a hundred miles isn't that far if you've got a month to do it. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Ex when you suddenly exactly. say, "Well, now you've got twenty-four hours to do it," that's a, it makes it a little yeah. bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Isabel, before we move on, do you have any <clears throat> other other insights into how you're going to train for this um, time trial? Like, are you going? Are we sticking with 800s because they're good bang for the buck? Oh, bar? no, no, no. And I did some 1K reps last week and I did some two-minute ones because I'm trying to, you know, the 1K ones I'm sort of building up to be more of a tempo run. Yep. Um, the 800s are sort of in the middle and um, the 200s were just – and I did them on a slight decline, so sort of over-speed training to teach my feet to go faster and my legs to move faster if I do it on a slight decline – and just for two minutes, because you know, running downhill fast can injure you. So just a yeah. short, shorter time, but teach gravity, um, and yes. um, and then extending that out. And I will also be putting in some some hill efforts just for the leg strength more than anything. Yeah, good, good, great combo of um, workouts, I reckon. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, you've got to run over yeah. speed sometimes, I think, for these kinds of races. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How does your how does your dicky ankle go with the over speed work? Fine, my ankle's been really good. The only my ankle um it, it's 
changed. Uh, you know, I had that issue with the ankle. Then something else happened. The tendon in the ankle on the inside has flared up, and that's been the issue for the last couple of months. It, it got to the point where I couldn't run without pain. It was way worse than other. So this ankle has been like a nightmare for over six months, and it, it was completely swollen. I had a cankle, not an ankle, and it's still a bit swollen, but um, I got it checked out again yesterday, and he said the swelling, because it's a tendon, no, um, can take a long time to go down, but I'm actually now able to do about six hops on it, so um, without pain, whereas before I couldn't even hop once. So, yeah, it's coming along fine. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, how'd you go? Because yes. last week you were feeling a bit a bit shit, and um, it seemed like you've had a good day today. I have had a good day today. I've, I've had a good week, really. Um, just because I've, I've forced myself into having a good week. Um, and, and that is that I've just, it still hurts. Like the cancer pain still hurts. There's, yeah. there's no getting away from that, but I've just decided to push harder and accept the fact that that is just going to be life now. So, yeah. uh, so I did last one standing Friday night. I, I got a, I got a, a, a text message from L, the race director who said, mate, are you going to at least just start one lap? And and I went, you know, that's a good idea. At the end of the day, yeah. if, I, if mm-hmm. I just start, well, then I started the race and I can say in 2020, I did participate in last one standing. So I signed up yep. um, at the last minute as such. I had a place, but, you know, I took up that place. And uh, so I ended up running for four hours and – that was definitely enough for me. Um, yep. It was it was starting to feel not right, and I don't mean not right running right yeah. wise. I mean not right cancer wise. And I went, okay, yep. well let's let's not end up in hospital. I've got kids to look after. So um, so yeah, so that was fantastic. And I've run a couple of mountains, and today I ran up Mount Flinders and back down in an hour and fifty minutes, um, which is it's not my record, but I'm you kind of, I'm resetting all of, of my PBs that you sent us. Yeah. You sent photo. Yeah. So what were the? Yeah, I haven't even looked at the photos yet. It, yeah, yeah. You, you sent us some. But you're um resetting. Is that what you mean by resetting? Yeah. So I'm just I'm just going out and redoing my what I know is my PBs on the the runs that I really love to do and I'm resetting those and so saying okay like, like do you mean set, like you do you mean like you're setting a cancer PB or what are you saying? I'm I well even oh, post cancer yeah. I've set PBs on these but I kind of I get to this stage where the cancer kind of takes over for a little bit and I have to yeah. accept that I am at a new level and that new level, I've just got to go out and say, "Rightio, I'll go out and test myself on each of these courses that I love, and I'll say that's my new yeah. course record, and I'm going to beat that." And then I just start to beat that and beat okay, that and beat that's that what I mean. because yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't go back to pre-cancer days and try and beat those times like that. Uh, that is that. Yeah. If I could do it like that, would just be a miracle. Um, so I've just got to accept the fact that, you know, if you dwell on 
what you'd previously mm. set as a PB, then mm. you'll never achieve it again. Or I, you know, I just go, well, I'll probably never achieve that again. And you get sad about it. And I don't want to be in that position. Yeah. I want to go right. Yeah. Well, this is where I'm at right now. So I'll set a new PB. So I did yeah. that yesterday on a course on a nine K course that I love. And I, I know that my previous PB is below 57 minutes, but it took me an hour and eight minutes yesterday. And I went, rightio, well, that's my new benchmark. So next time yeah. I go out, I'm just going to try and beat an hour and eight minutes. And yeah. last week on Mount Flinders, it took me an hour and 54 minutes. And today I dropped that down to under an hour and 50 minutes. So I just, you know, that's, that's how good. I work. And I just try and take, now I'll just try and take seconds off that because I, you know, Taking minutes off is great, but yeah. that's not going to happen repeatedly. Um, you've pulled. You sound like you've pulled up pretty well. You so might, you just, if, yeah, if you can get some running, more running in, and um, more of that, who knows? Sky's the limit, Ash. But I like the idea of setting current PBs as opposed to like lifetime bests because I think we do all change. That's why they have age categories. In yeah, races. exactly. Yeah. Um, very good. No. Good now, you, Daniel. Man. You have set yourself. So you're gonna you're gonna repeat this course that you've done every week, aren't you? And try to beat that by a few seconds. Is that correct? Uh, every week, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not every week. It did cross my mind. I um yeah. So I ran the Eurobilla Trail on Friday, um, but I ran it in reverse to what the normal race is. And so for people from South Australia or anyone who's done the race, done the Eurobilla Ultra Marathon, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so four o'clock in the morning, you know, I got up nice and early for me. I'd made the commitment and I'd packed all my own food, carried all my own food. I only had two little water drops where I just had a couple of, um, uh, I had uh, two bottles of Gatorade basically. That was all yeah. my extra fluid. And I just filled up at a few taps along the way that I knew were, uh, around and, um, yeah, it was, a, I really enjoyed myself and I set myself a goal of, no music or no podcasts. Oh, wow. Anything. And so I ran the whole day. Well, no wonder you fell over. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get, I was going to get to that. No, my, um, no, I, yeah, it was good. So I did a bit of filming along the way and um, just, you know, ran pretty well. So, yeah, I fell over about 20-odd Ks in because I um, thought I was filming. I was walking up this little hill. And if, for anyone who's seen the video, look, I'll put it on the, the page um yes it's quite funny because I'm, I'm trying to be this great like just filming this little bit of because it's super foggy and, and it was just all day i was just surrounded by fog it was really nice but it got it was really weird in the morning um and then so i'm going up and i did something you should never do i turned around because there was a big sort of foggy patch right behind me and as i'm turning around i uh slipped and fell on my ass quite hard and it um it did hurt took a little bit of skin off my hand and then oh. realized and I, I winded I winded myself which I haven't oh, done wow. yeah that was um I haven't been winded since I was in school I think it was it was painful it's very <laughs> and, um, uncomfortable when you do wind yourself yeah I was like oh I took the breath away and but you know that was like I, I think you can hear me say something like oh that'll teach me but it was um yeah, it was it was good. I finished it in. I felt really good for pretty much the whole thing. Ate ate all the food. One good thing about when you're carrying all of your own food that you're gonna have for a big long run. There were no um, no other checkpoints. Um, I 
it was it encouraged me to eat more because I'm like my pack is still really heavy. I better eat some yeah. of this food to make it lighter. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we've all had that thought, and um, it was good. And uh, I came in just I think officially six hours and fifty five minutes for the uh, fifty six kilometers and a bit nice. over two thousand meters of elevation, um, and pulled up really my my wife and my son. We're waiting at the finish and we went to the pub and had lunch afterwards. My wife bought me a big schnitzel and um, I want to do it again this week. So I probably will, but I might go the other direction this time. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my little adventure. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. I've got to say, I'll be open to the public here. I watched that video and I'm watching it. Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then you fell over and I'm sorry, but I lost it. That was the whole idea. That's why. I, (laughs) (laughs) I look, I figure you've got to be able to laugh at yourself, you know? You do. And, uh, oh, I, definitely. Yep. I did, I did uh, enjoy it myself. And I was really actually – that was the one of the things that made me feel better after falling over. It was realising that I had caught it on film. So, um, you know, if Funniest Home Videos was still a thing, I could have sent it into Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone over a certain age. But, yeah, no, all good. And, um, <laughs> no, it was uh, – yeah, it was great. I tell you what, though, going in the fog in the dark, it was the I couldn't even I could barely see my feet. It was so like yeah. thick. And with the head torch, it doesn't matter how bright you have. Well, actually, the brighter you have, well, all it, the brighter the head no, torch, the worse, the worse. It is you can't see. Yeah. 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 So I um there was a yeah. few sections where I I almost missed the turn off, and this is on a trail I know very well, but I just I couldn't see okay. where the turn off was. But um but yeah, so that's all. Um so moving on. That strength. was that strength. No, oh, I just want to cover. No, no, one no. Thing. You wanted to talk oh. about the world records. So this is pretty massive. So on the, the, there hasn't been much running this year. It's supposed to be an Olympic year. I know we talk mostly about trail and ultra distance, but this is worth a mention. So the the men's five thousand meter world record was broken in Monaco at the Diamond League over the weekend. The um the uh, Ugandan guy uh, Joshua Chapter guy. He was. He said he was going to attempt to break Kenanisi Bekele's um, 5,000 meter world record, and he then he went and did it, and he broke it by two whole seconds. And so that's he, huge, massive, and it was a great. The video is amazing because there was, it was the most evenly paced race I've ever seen. Like he, I mean, he had. They're allowed to have pacemakers, so he had pacemakers that dropped out sort of every kilometer. And then I think, that, but he ran the last um, three kilometers essentially, or almost three kilometers on his own, um, 12 minutes and 35 seconds for 5Ks. This so is insane. average pace of average pace of two minutes 31 per kilometer. Oh my and, uh, God. Yeah, it's so quick. And yeah, just it was the record. Kenanisi Bukele, most people would know, you know, he's, he's turned. His marathon running career um, has gone pretty well now. That, but that record, I didn't think that record was going to get broken for at least another 10 years because it was no one had even come close to it. But Chapter Guy got it and um, amazing. Like just, I, I don't know, I just think it's amazing to see where humans can go, you know, what what's next. <laughs> but um, he's now yeah. going to, yeah. I think he'll attempt to break the 10,000-meter world record, which is also held by Bukele. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing that guy's career. And um, and one more record was the women's 
Australian women's um, world record, oh, not world record, national record, Jessica Hull broke that Australian uh, 5,000 metre record of, I don't know exactly what the time was, um, but it was pretty impressive. So she did it, I believe, in uh, – look, I'll get back to you on that. We'll move on. But if anyone's interested, yeah, f- fascinating. This We're in an unusual time because so many people have trained um, for the Olympic Games, and so a lot of these athletes have got so much fitness – and there's not many opportunities to do to break their records that they probably would have bro- broken. Yeah. So Jessica Hull, she did um, the Australian women's record, which st- has stood for a very long time, 14 minutes and 43 seconds for 5Ks. So wow. that that's the new Australian record for women. Wow. Yeah. At the same meet. And isn't it quick? It makes <laughs> us feel real slow, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> totally. But they're both and, very and, and where was this meet held? In Monaco. In, in, oh, um, in Monaco, you so, said. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, the stadium was, was about 90% empty. And um, yeah. so it was it – was, so they're still able to have the event. And the people that were there all had their masks on. So, but it's yeah. good that we can have some world-class events, you know, like, yeah. um, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited because they've, they've agreed that the, the London marathon is going to go ahead, but only for elite athletes. Um, yeah. Like they did for yeah. Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's good for the sport if these sorts of things happen. It sucks for everybody else who can't run, yeah. but at least you get to feel like something's going on. Like I'm really bummed about the Olympics not being on this year. That's one of the yeah. many things. You know, because I love yeah. it, but um, me yeah. too. So it's exciting that things are happening, and there's some good runners out there. It will be interesting to see how people go when proper compo- competition goes starts up again, because yeah. we've got um, people have been training. They've, I think they've extended out their base training and been able to focus just on their training. You know, like and not race after race after race because there's not as many yeah, opportunities. That's true. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. So that's that's from the world of the track track and field, which is, you know, a little bit far removed from ultra running, but still very interesting. And there's but to be honest, um, yeah, and and when you want to increase your pace in any distance, you've got to start with those shorter ones. So there's always something to be motivated by with that too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's good. So now we can get on to um, some strength stuff, and it's a, mm. a really interesting topic. I know a lot of people. I dare say we could talk uh, several episodes about strength training, but we'll get into it. What do you reckon, Isabel? You are, you're a fan, aren't you? Well, uh, yeah, I'm an advocate for um, strength training because, um, you know, running is, is a very sport. You know, it is good to cross training so that you become more of an, an all-rounded athlete as, as we often discuss but also strength training helps to strengthen all your ligaments and tendons and all the muscles holding your joints together and, and, and just create some strength in your bodies to improve your efficiency and thus your running um, <clears throat> so of course I'm a big advocate for it and also I'm also an advocate for strength training arms. A lot of runners think, well, I better only just train my legs because I run with my legs. But you actually run with your arms too, especially if you're doing ultras, um, you know, with steep climbs and that. You're either pushing Mm. 
pushing off on your legs with your hands or using balls or whatever, even any running, you're using your arms. So I believe strength training is very important. Would you say it's more a whole body activity? I, I mean, I've always sort of looked at strength training as an opportunity to train your whole body, you know, like Yes, core. that's right. But some yeah. people think as runners, oh, no, yeah. I don't want to do upper body because then I'll get a bulky upper body. Well, A, you're not going to get a bulky upper body with that amount of cardio. Um, and B, you actually need some strength in your arms anyway. Mm. Yeah. Now, you're, um, you, you, you upload lots of videos and pictures and stuff yep. and of you doing strength stuff and you know so you've obviously been doing it for a long time and in yep. what way like how does that translate to performance your, well that, it, that, um like i said you know strengthening your tendons and ligaments and all the smaller muscles um mm -hmm. makes your body more robust so uh less prevalent injury although once again you still need to be careful and that's why it's good to get someone to teach you how to do the exercises properly so you don't actually injure yourself doing the exercises and also starting with a light weight and then progressing i can lift quite heavy weights but i come from a bodybuilding background so i'm used to the form required for for heavy lifting i don't you know so there still needs to be caution but um <clears throat> you know it also um, it increases efficiency through just, you know, if you can focus in on certain muscles um, and, you know, I don't do functional training the whole time, but you start with, you know, I periodize my strength training too. So I'll start with heavier stuff, then move more towards functional strength training. Functional means more related to the sport specific sort of activity that you're doing. Yeah. Interesting. Like do either that. of okay, you two do any strength work? So I want to add uh, two things here. I yes. think there's two there's two main reasons for strength training in long distance and ultra running. The first reason for me is the more muscle you have, the more glycogen you mm -hmm. can store. And the way in ultra running, basically you use yes, glycogen to 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 start the little flame that then allows you to burn the fat which allows you to run for a longer distance at a higher level so the more glycogen you can store at the very start the longer you can run for so yep. if you actually have more musculature framage you and if, if that's in your arms you can store glycogen in your arms and your body can release that to be used in your legs so that's that's reason number one for me reason number two is trail running the trail is unpredictable mm. and if you get a storm in the middle of a race and the trail suddenly becomes slippery you get tired you go for a slide that's when you get an acute injury because it's not running form anymore it's holy dooly save my ass form and if you have mm. the strength there to save yourself you are much less likely to get injured in the middle of a race due to an accident, not due to your form and not due to RSI, but due to having an accident. And I have mm. had that where I have slid right down the side mm. of a mountain because it has been wet because it had just suddenly rained and we hit clay and then, you know, you were off. Yeah. And basically, if I hadn't had the strength training there to be able to save myself, I'm pretty sure I would have wrecked myself at that point in time. And two things there, I would have been stuck a long, long way from an aid station, probably 10 Ks. And two, I wouldn't have been able to continue <coughs> running. So 
that mm. for me is where strength training comes in. It's it's having the glycogen storage for racing, and it's having the ability to tackle anything that is not running while you're racing. Yep. Yeah. And, I do and also when it. you're doing these mm. long ultras, I mean, you look at something like UTA with all the stairs. Oh god, yeah, yeah. To get strong, you know, you need a board barn. Yeah. So, sorry, you do use it strength train, Daniel? Yes. I, um, Is that what I, you're saying? Yeah, generally I'm um, – generally I use the strength training a lot and I work with my um, personal trainer friend, Cat uh, yeah. Marks. She um, really gets me going on very specific stuff. Um, I do a lot of – she gets me doing the whole body, but the legs – as far as the leg stuff goes, she really does – she, we we go heavy, you know. We she, she we go heavy with the with the leg stuff, um, and I feel, and I'm in the lead up to my Heisen uh, 105 that I did last year in October. I did quite a bit of strength training, and I felt such a difference. My legs felt so much stronger, you know. Like, and I just I did I I noticed the difference in yeah. training. Um, it's not, and it is. It's not. Um, really spending a lot of time working the glutes and the was it the posterior mm. chain, basically that whole back end, yeah. back side. Um, yeah, and lately I've been a little bit slack. I've done some at home stuff. I haven't been to see Cat when when all the, my when all the COVID stuff started. We sort of stopped meeting, but just and um, but yeah. So it's ah, oh, I think from my own perspective, it's definitely very beneficial. But I, I'm not as informed as, as someone like yourself. So I, I just I trust I do trust the experts on it. And um yeah, like do you and, so and you do like yeah. you go heavy? Sorry. I I do like to hear I don't in the off season. Um yeah. but then you know because honestly I know some people like to do, you know, lighter weights and lots of reps, but really that's kind of what you do when you're running. You don't need to replicate running. That's not what strength training is for. So um, heavy weights, and that's not going to build huge amounts of bulk, like I said, because you are uh, doing so much cardio. But it maintains muscle mass because honestly, once you're over the age of 30, you start losing muscle mass every year. Uh, strength training yeah. also strengthens your bones, So, which once again, you start to lose that as you get older. These are all really important things that we need to work on. So you have the start and, you know, you go more far. And I've, I've also um, been doing a bit of reading lately on something called complex because plyometrics is also part of strength training. As I moved to functional training, I introduced plyometrics. And, and a way now I can see of transitioning is uh, complex training is where you do, say, you do your eight with a decently super heavy but moderately heavy weight, uh, so squats, I said, yep, then followed by squat jumps. So you're doing plyometrics and um, and then, ah. like, you'll do a chest press followed by an explosive push-up and those sorts of things. So you can yeah. Yeah, that's two. Once again. Can you – um? Yeah, it's, it's called complex training. They're doing the strength – after as opposed to just doing the plyo separately i still separate it's a whole new uh, yeah so many different ways to train that can stimulate the muscle because just doing heavy weights all the time 
isn't always going to lead to exactly what you want. Yep. So can you explain the benefit of the actual plyometric aspect a little in a bit more detail? Like is the explo- what's the benefit of the explosiveness? Well, the benefits of explosive is you're working your fast twitch muscle fibres to start with, which as ultra runners we need to hold on to as many as we can as long as we possibly can. Um, you're also like, – like what Ash was talking about, if, if you suddenly fall – in a race and you need to spring up and try and save yourself, you need your fast twitch muscle fibres for that. And being able to jump and hop and leap are really important, those things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and also for your speed work, that's why I'm doing a bit more plyo at the moment, makes your ground contact time more snappy for your running so you're not sort of slapping your feet down as hard. You can push off and snap off the ground a bit faster if you're if you're actually training that which will lead to more efficiency and fast as well yeah biometrics also creates a stress reaction in your bones and your ligaments that mm-hmm. you don't get from yes, repetitive you do muscle not. work yeah and that yeah. stress that and i'm not talking about bad stress i'm talking about good stress here so stress reaction yeah good so stress, that you then yeah. get you get a lay down of uh tissue so and good tissue repair yeah. so you actually get stronger bones and stronger ligaments and you only get that through the plyometric type well you get that more efficiently through plyometric mm. type work as compared with just repetitive strain type work because repetitive strain type work that does actually strengthen your muscles but it it, it weakens your bones and ligaments so it's, uh, well, I would it can. disagree. Let Normal strength training, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about repetitive, like long distance running. Not. Oh, not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very hard yeah. to do that in the gym. That sort of repetitive strain type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? How? Yeah. When you're doing the plyometric stuff, because in my experience, we would only do a very minimal amount mm-hmm. of explosive work. It's not like you have yeah. to do. Um, I think I think Kat would always keep me to only a couple of reps of plyo stuff, whether it's box jumps or or something like that. Um, but really not because that's definitely something you you don't want to overdo, do you? Like it's I, bleak I and tough on the body, mate. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Really I do it only once a week, if that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do it once a week, and it probably takes me fifteen to twenty minutes, but. That's because you need to have long rest breaks. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. It's because it's a neurological function as well, isn't it? It's You're a bl- lot of neurological, yeah. and you need yeah. you actually need a longer rest for neurological function yes. to return mm-hmm. to normal yeah. than you do for physical function to return to normal. Yeah. Hence exactly. why, like, so yeah. I did. A, yeah. So it takes I, me a long time. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no you're right. I'm just you. saying it takes a long time because of that rest that you're talking about. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not um, because you're you doing heaps of them. Yes. Because yes, there is an element of um, injury risk with doing plyometrics. So you need to be really judicious in how you use them. And I would never recommend doing plyometrics for a full season. You bring them in once you've done your strength work and strengthened your body and you are ready for plyometrics and you start and you, you gradually build up to box jumps and those sorts of things, you, you wouldn't necessarily start with that. Um, yeah, but you need to be careful if they can lead to injuries if you're not careful. 
So can you just tell us a bit more about the plyometric stuff, plyometric, <laughs> and tell us when it um when the best time is to sort of fade it in and fade it out of your training program? Well, as you're working on your um, more functional strength work, I would be starting to incorporate skipping and leaping and binding those sorts of things into the program, sort of maybe, you know, on a different day to your strength work so you're not fatigued. And then about three weeks out from the race, I would be doing more plyometrics, more, you know, advanced sort of level. But still, once again, depending on the athlete, I wouldn't be getting too advanced because we don't want to injure the athlete. Uh, they have done a little bit before then just to prepare the body. Yeah. And now I would phase it out probably a week from the race. Okay. Yeah. To give your body so the body. You don't to... need a whole lot of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and you don't want to injure yourself. You know what it's like that week for the race. You want to be super careful. Yeah. Um, um, you know, you're not going to massive gains that week that race. They might be gains that come out two to three weeks later, but they're not going to apply to the race, so it's kind of pointless. Yeah. I have a number of athletes who I coach who do strength the strength stuff, and I always – and a lot of them are very apprehensive when I say I want you to, to – like if you're doing – especially if it's a pretty big race, like an ultra – I'm like, okay, we want to get, we want to taper your weights as well, and to the point where a few days, yes. even up to a yes. week before, I get them to stop altogether because yes, and, yeah, and so you you do as well because I, I, the way I see it, it sort of defeats the purpose of doing weights if your legs are going to be tired at the start line. Yeah, that's the yeah. last thing you want. No, exactly. I totally agree, and I I don't recommend. I don't recommend in the last week before the race. Yeah, you do. You do very little of anything in that last week, don't you? You you very you rest up heaps, hey. Just running wise as well. Yeah. I, yeah. You just run. Yeah, I like to do a really hard taper, and um, I'm do speed work in the last week, and I think that's yeah. really important. But I, my, I'm I'm trying to sleep, like getting heaps of sleep, heaps of rest. Those mm. sorts of things. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that's uh, really informative, Isabel. I think um, I'm just trying to think how else, what other angle. Oh, like with the actually going back to plyos, because you're in lockdown, it's definitely something you can do a lot of plyometrics at home, can't you? I mean, there's yes. ways. Yeah. Like, could you? Yeah, use... I mean, and I use a lot of those sorts of things as well. Like I um. I'll put a tire band to the banister kind of thing and put it around my hips and do jumping and skipping, pulling against that, um, those sorts of things as well. And um, But in regards to general weight training, if people are wanting to know, you know, what day do I strength train on? Like should I do it on my easy day or my day that I do my speed work? I'm not an advocate for doing it on an easy day because I think we've got to keep our easy days easy and our hard days hard. So, I recommend doing your strength work on the same day as your um, harder sessions, but maybe having a bit of a recovery, you know, like if you do your hard run in the morning and then you could do weights in the evening and then the next day is just easy. Is that how you um, recommend it as well? Yes. I, I totally agree with that. 
Yeah. Mm. You, re- you really do want to see that wave form of up yes. and down and up and down yeah. in your stress levels. You don't, you don't want even, yeah. no one wants even stress in their life. That's called a rut. Yeah. Yeah. Or you want right. stress to be really high or you want stress to be really low. You want to either be holy dooly, I need a, bre- a rest. And then the next minute you want to be, oh God, I'm bored. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of where you want to be to get the fastest adaptation. I wouldn't do it during a, um, the, probably the most stressful, Actually, I'm going to put it to you before I um, – what do you think is more stressful, a long run or a hard speed session? What's more stressful on the body? Who do you want to answer that one first? Both can have a go at it. Okay, for me, like, for me, a, a, for a hard speed long session. How long a long run are you saying? Yeah. Uh, like, a long, like your longest long run, Isabel. So for you, it would be like 50Ks, you know, your longest uh-huh. training run. Oh, Just so I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, that changes it, doesn't it, Ashley? It does change that. Yeah, so now yeah. If, if you're talking long run two to three hours, yeah. a speed session's actually harder on the body. Definitely. But if you're talking, yeah. if you're talking like that long run, a 50K or so, you're talking about total exhaustion, mental and physical, I'm sorry, but, yeah, yeah the long run. Yeah. Yes, and that's, that's – I would totally agree. And I have been known to do a hard, long run and then in the evening do weights – I don't recommend yeah. beginners do it, um, no. but when I'm sort of going for more super compensation, I have on yeah. the odd occasion done it. Not, It's not a frequent thing, that's for sure. And yeah. I'm guessing I'll, you take at least 48 hours after that off? Yeah, I'll have a rest day, next day and then easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I would never do – I would always get people to have at least 48 hours from mm. their long run. So whether they do their, their their strength training 40 hours 48 hours before or 48 hours after, I basically lots of gap because I, I just think it's a huge stress to do both in one day. And as you say, maybe for an advanced athlete such as yourself, but um yeah, I think it it's you got to feel it. I know <clears throat> one of the things I noticed doing speed work Doing, I did. I remember once I did a particularly hard session in the gym on the legs. This is back in oh, probably September last year, about a month out from the Heisen. And I went to do a like a threshold run afterwards, like the next day. Yeah. And um, I just did not have the leg speed. Like I felt f- okay, but my legs, yeah. yeah, my legs were really heavy. And so I didn't get yeah. the training stimulus that I wanted. Yes. Um, because I was too fatigued from the day before. Um, if I had left it another 24 hours, it may have been different. But uh, that, And that's another thing too. When people start, when you're running, say you're running like 70 kilometres a week and that's what you've been used to, and then you start bringing in, that you keep the mileage the same, but you include strength, mm-hmm. you're going to get a whole new type of ex- tiredness. You know, yes, that's right. And fatigue. So you you need to be prepared for that. And so it's either, I think when you're introducing speed set speed, oh sorry, not speed strength. When you're introducing strength, you need to be aware that you may need to bring your mileage down a tiny bit, or Mm. um, and or compensate by making sure you're eating enough. You know, like something's got to (laughs) give. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things yeah, I'd like to just And that's why. Chuck... Yeah. Sorry. You... Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I'd just like to chuck in. Um, when you do strength, 
you have a metabolic response afterwards, so your metabolism increases. After you've done a strength session, so a weights type strength session, and that metabolic response lasts for about 24 hours post the session. Whereas if you're used to running, when you finish running, your metabolic response, which increased during the run, stops. Yeah. You don't, it doesn't last. It, it doesn't have this continuous lag that continues on for hours and hours afterwards, whereas strength training does. And that's what actually fatigues mm. people because they load it and then all of a sudden, well, they're not actually getting any recovery done at all because yeah. of the way strength – that is the difference that strength does to the body yeah. as compared with cardio. What were yeah. you going to say, Isabel? Good point, Ash. Oh, oh I, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It couldn't have been that important. <laughs> no, it's, um, um, yeah. it's something. So I'm going to add something else as well. So for those people who aren't gym junkies and don't like <laughs> necessarily going to the gym, and and I'd put my and for someone who worked six hours a day in a gym for the last thirty years, um, I actually prefer to do strength outside of the gym, um, mm. probably because I'm just sick of it. But yeah, you don't have to go into a gym to do strength in your running training. So you can do squats out on the street and you can do push-ups and you can chuck a towel over a branch in a tree and you can do chin-ups mm -hmm. and that gives you grip strength as well as chin-up strength. Um, yep. There's a million different ways to do strength. It doesn't have to be done in the gym and no. it's just a matter of either chatting to your friends or chatting to your coach and getting a program that gives you the strength response you want but it isn't necessarily indoors in that facility lifting iron as such. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. As much as I love working out in a gym, there's um you don't have to. There's so many different ways to achieve the same goal. Yeah. I, I um, am actually a – I haven't had a gym membership for a long, long, long time because I just mm. – I mean, other than working with my PT friend, in she has a private studio. Um, so it's not um, – I think the, the whole gym thing is a bit of a racket, especially these 24-hour gyms that um, they – that's just – this is my little rant. You know, well, that's they, how sponsorship <laughs> ever gone from a, from a gym membership. Come on. Oh, yep. all hey, see, I love a gym, but, you know. How many uh, – here's my thing is they love – they 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 want as many people to sign up to a, mm, a like yes. their continuous payments, and then when people don't turn up, that's what they love. And I've done that. I've signed up for a gym membership, and they're not turned up for six months, and and so and that's what they want. <laughs> and but the payments kept coming out, and I'm like, what a waste of money. And so I suggest that's, that's probably fault. similar for any any repetitive payment service. It's is yeah, that's, it's, that's it what is what they're after. It's definitely my fault, Isabel. You're right. Uh, and the thing is, but they, so much of their revenue is from people not turning yes. up. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they count on it. But, you they know, do. then there's people like me that, you know, turn up all the time. So, you yeah. But you're, 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 evens ain't in the wash. Yeah. And I'm, just um, remember, everybody, Monday is the busiest day of the week in a gym. Because yeah. everyone's trying to compensate for the weekend. Weekend, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Get away there. But then that un it does un undoes all the bad stuff that they do on the weekend. <laughs> Completely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
is what else is there about strength training? Anything interesting? We've done. There's a lot of good stuff. I, Isabel's a bit of a master of the strength stuff, and um, I suppose. Do you have a favorite? Can I? If there's such a thing mm-hmm. as a favorite exercise to do in the. Well, an awesome exercise for runners is the Bulgarian split squat. Oh, so that's one. when, yeah, you've got your rear leg up on a step, bench, whatever, yep. and your front leg lunged out in front of you with some dumbbells in your hands and getting your back knee down as low as possible, bending the front knee and getting the back knee down as close to the ground as possible, and then you're pushing up through the glutes. So, yeah, it's a really good glute. Yeah, glute, leg strength, balance, everything. I do like that one. Um, you don't need to be Bulgarian to do it, though, which is good. No, you don't <laughs> have to be, although I'm sure they do it better than the rest of us, perhaps. <laughs> um, did you um, – and you can do it – you'd get a lot of benefit even just doing it without weights to begin with, wouldn't you? Uh, completely, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to I'm be just, honest, that's probably how you'd want to start doing it with arm weights. Yeah. I always that's exactly how I think you'd want all, to start. Yeah, oh, I all, say it only all exercises. You got to. Yeah. Stating Get the obvious. Form right and then add weight. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And and you that. can and you can add complexity as well by making the surfaces yeah. move and yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is like I was doing today. I was doing it with my front leg on a <clears throat> turned over BOSU ball, so having to balance whilst holding a weight and doing it isometrically. So there's many ways to mix it up and change it. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, no, I, I'm familiar with that one. I tell you what I really like is the uh, the glute bridge without weights. That's another and, good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then with weights is good too. When you when you graduate yes. up to um, get, putting the bar across and sitting it sort of sits yes. on your hips. Um, yeah, yeah. I always feel – I feel like working the glutes is really good for the uphill running. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel stronger up the uphills when I've been working the glutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Anyway, yeah. do we have any any gear conversation before we wrap uh, yes. it up? Um, Ashley? Do you have uh, so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> do you want – one of the funniest things, it's just a shirt. Um, a shirt? But yes, a running shirt. So, you know, I always have a shirt. Generally, I always have a shirt on for running. But um, I find that a lot of the shirts rub. And so they yeah. just have this kind of friction to them. And finding a shirt, and I, I, I couldn't even, I mean, the, the brand company that I am currently using has, has decided to fold this year. But... Um, yeah, finding that comfortable shirt that you can just wear, you know, day in, day out, you know, obviously washing it in between, is is massive. And I, I, the thing that I would suggest that you don't wear is cotton. Yes. Don't wear a cotton shirt running. It is just not a good product for running and trying to maintain any sort of thermoregulation. You want something that can get rid of your sweat as quickly as possible and yeah a, a running shirt or a fitness shirt or you know if you if I, I personally don't like tight clothing but that type of tight clothing that people wear yeah um, yeah the other, the only other one that i would add there is if you're running long distances uh, a lastoplast to tape your nipples 
because that's the thing that in, <laughs> on males, uh, maybe, maybe females as well. I can't comment there. Um, yeah. Maybe you can, Isabel. But yeah, the top of your nipple wears off, and that becomes a bloody mess. Oh uh, no, I've seen it. It's always in the marathon. You see people in marathons yeah. most often. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isabel's like, no comment. Well, <laughs> I can't say it's an issue for women because we wear a sports bra, so that kind of probably yeah. does the same job. Probably does the same job, yeah. Can yeah. I? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sh- as, while you're on the topic of shirts, I've had a lot of. You know, we've all probably been through loads of running shirts. My favourite running shirt was one that was given to me for Christmas years and years and years ago, and I wore this shirt to death. It was, it, the brand is Ron Hill, as in like Ron Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know that brand. Yeah, it's nice stuff. Yeah. The UK brand, yeah. They, they, do you like their gear? I mm. I absolutely – The sh- I had this white shirt. And it was like when I first got it, I'm like, oh, this shirt's going to get stained in no time. Seriously kept its whiteness for years. Like it would get dirty wow. and it just it, it just never stained. I was so, And it was so comfortable and, you know, super light material. So, you know, there you go. There's our sponsorship plug. Not even, but I just love <laughs> – I genuinely love that shirt. And, it, I mean, it's – I'm going to buy more. It is expensive, the gear, mm. but, I mean – the, the gear at last. You, but then it's it's you're getting what you you paid for. Like if it lasts for years, that's that's ends yeah. up being cheaper than ones you have to buy constantly. Oh, exactly. It, it's a oh. false economy buying a shirt that doesn't last. You know that's cheap. Mm. You know, Which I is why I five, I, I probably Lululemon. own five running shirts. <laughs> yeah. These days, yeah. and I it'd be two years since I bought my last running shirt. And I wear them every day. So, yeah. but only for running. I don't wear them for anything else. Like they, they only no, no, no. for running. Yeah. But yeah. Do you guys yeah. ever? Um, what are your thoughts on? Um, oh, hang on. We've got running shirts and running shorts. Oh, sorry. I just got distracted by. I'm looking at the Ron Hill website, and now I want to buy some Ron Hill gear. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the marketing has worked on himself. Yeah. I know it has. <laughs> no, it's attractive and it's comfortable. Yeah, I look. I forgot where I was going with that last call. Well, but let me just say to... that my favourite gear then is Lululemon. If we're talking clothing, as as everybody knows, and I'm just mm, yes. waiting for the Lululemon sponsorship, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, Lululemon, you never, you never know. Yeah. You keep mentioning they... it in every second episode. We might get there. Yeah, but they probably figure they don't need to. Well, that's that's probably true. <laughs> do, do Lululemon do men any men's stuff? Yes, and it's good stuff too. Yeah, you might have to might have to have a look. Um, do they mm. what? It's just better quality material, you know, like that you last. It's just better quality material. It yeah. lasts. It you know when you wash it, it can retains its shape. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and it looks good. Yeah. A lot of running gear is just flat out ugly. Yeah, it is. I agree. I don't want too many colours. Mm. Oh, this is the question. I knew I was going to get there. What do you what What's your stance on wearing race shirts like from previous races? Um, I have a couple of race – I've bought loads of race shirts over the years. In casually or in races? Oh, look, okay, in races. I, I, I train in a lot of my race shirts that I've done. Yeah. Um, and there's, a, there's only a handful of them that I would wear in a race because that are comfortable enough. Um, yeah. I don't actually like – quite often I find race shirts look pretty tacky. They, they do, yes, they've, they've I agree. They've too, got too much going on. Um, yeah. And, but um, – yeah, like I've got a couple 
that I'm, I'm due to buy some new clothes, running shirts and stuff mm. soon. But yeah, so, but my, my big question is, and this is a moral question, um, how do you, I see people, when you do a race and they buy the race shirt before the um, race. They wear it in the race? Yeah. No. Yes. No. no, it's no. just good. Thank you. And you haven't finished the race yet. You can't wear it yet. You haven't earned the shirt. No, that's yep. right. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you have an opinion on that, Ashley? Because I'm uh, very look. This is this is where I'm just going to sound like the whack job that I am, and that is I don't mm. own a single race shirt or jumper. Oh, really? Mm. Not one. I I I actually email the race directors. But sometimes and ask them they not give to them for free. Them to oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't need any more clothing. No. I yeah. just have to then store and, it. Yeah, and they're generally not the best quality. Like, no. You know, you sort of alluded to, Daniel. Yes. Yeah. And um, but no, it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. My one mm. my bit of gear that I want to bring up is trucker hats. There. <sighs> do, do you wear a trucker hat when you run? <laughs> Here's a moan. How's I the just moan? thought I ugly in a trucker hat. You wear it all the time. <laughs> Who? You, I've seen you in plenty of photos with trucker hats. I'm looking Me? at your no. Well, what the the hat you Trucker wearing. hats are the really square ones. Yeah, well, you know that's I mean. right. I look like a I look crap in a trucker hat. With the mesh at the back more than anything. So something yeah. like the basic. I've got I got given a lovely hat for my birthday. It's a salmon hat. Yeah. Um, but it's just very simple. And it's got the black, they've got the mesh at the back. And I think they're like the trail runners uniform. Um, they are. You know. It, it, but that's it's more like, sort of more American, I reckon. It's more it's American. Def- that's very American. Because mm. if yeah. you go European, then everything's skin tight. Do you, yeah. Yeah. Ashley, rocks, Ashley likes to rock a, um, do you want rock a sun visor ever? Like a like a tennis visor? Or do you so, like yeah, to rock a Yeah, I prefer visors. Yeah, I've seen you in visors and your photos and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're very con- we t- cover the big issues on this podcast. I we reckon. Really do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Where do, you, it, where do you stand it, on the trucker there's hat? There's not a lot of people. I don't reckon there's a lot of people that look good in a trucker hat. I'm just saying. I've tried oh. wearing one and I just think I look like a dude. Prove Isabel wrong, listeners, and <laughs> post, a, post a photo of you looking fabulous in your trucker hat. Because I, <laughs> I, I, for one, think they look great. Um, maybe I'm a bit of it's the American influence on me, but yeah, post a photo on our uh, coaching roundtable Facebook page. And, and um, what am I going to um, say whether they look good or not? <laughs> Isabel will give you a score, a score out of ten. I'll give you a rating. A rating, five stars. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I've got to say that I don't wear a trucker hat either. I don't see any practical yeah. value in it. No, um, none. Yeah, I'm, I'm after comfort when I'm wearing a hat for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So, here's Ashley, would you wear one if you were driving a truck for a living? No, because I used to drive a truck for a living and I didn't wear one then either. You're outrageous. That's going, that's going back 20 years, but yeah. Yeah. No, excellent. And um, I suppose it's we're at the part, before we wrap up, one last thing. Do you have any reviews for us, Ashley? Oh. Oh, yes, because I on. saw one. Hang on. I will actually, I, I've got to look it up. Okay, you while know, you're looking it up. Yeah, you um, do that while I'm looking yeah, this up. That's fine. No, I'm just um, I'm just going to tell everyone I'm going out for another um, another 56 kilometres this weekend. If anyone's in Adelaide, <sighs> oh, this so Friday. Not fair. It's not fair. I know, Isabel. Yeah, I think you're just rubbing it into Isabel's 
Yeah, I, you are. I think we we kind of both are in that regard. <laughs> you are. One of the things I've come to terms with is that I just running on the weekend is almost impossible for me at the moment. Yeah. And so I just get the long run in on the Friday. And it's actually – Yeah, good for you. Yeah, if I can squeeze it in, I will. And I mean, if I have to start – if you want to join me by running at an ungodly hour, I'm not running for pace. If you're in Adelaide, shoot me a message and uh, we'll see if we can tee it up because I don't mind running with people, although I did enjoy running by myself. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. So how'd you go there, Ashley? Did I give you enough time? You certainly did. So I've, I've yeah. got a, a, a review, a five-star review here from Maverick Matthew. Thank you, Maverick Matthew. Time well spent is the title of his review, and I'll read yeah. the review now. I dip in and out of several podcasts, but this is one I never miss. The three coaches from three different states that host the podcast approach each topic in a different way, giving us listeners lots of great ideas and often providing entertaining discussions, like on trucker hats. Oh, <laughs> Hearing their real-life challenges each week adds that human touch. Keep them coming, guys. Excellent. Thank you, Maverick Matthew. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's a great one. What a legend. And I'm going to go ahead and say I, uh, I know that guy. Um, oh, do you? Yeah, good on him. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Legend. Yeah. I um just between um, you, uh, just between us three, I coach him, and so <laughs> yes, but um he is a bit of a maverick too. Did he just but, get a uh, discount well on the next month? Did he? <laughs> sure. Oh, you know, I just um no, I just paying him off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. I guess that's where we finish. Yep, sounds like it is. Excellent. Good to chat again. Well, guys, make sure you add your strength training to your programs. Get it yep. done. You don't have to do it in the gym. All right. And if you're yep. lost for ideas, just chuck a message Put on, a on our Facebook group. Yep. <laughs> That'll make you stronger. That's right. It'll make you cooler. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Adios. All right. Goodbye. See ya.